Ayo, good morning, or good day, or afternoon. Welcome to the Daily Soap for Tuesday, January 26th. We left off in Mark with Jesus' remark. If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I invite you to take a break from the screen, pause, and listen to God's word. Mark chapter 9 Then he said to them, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God come in power. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain alone. Jesus was transfigured in front of them and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white as no launderer on earth could could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let's set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say since they were terrified. A cloud appeared, overshadowing them, and a voice came from the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, They no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. They kept his word to themselves, questioning what rising from the dead meant. Then they asked him, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Elijah thus come first and restore all things, he replied. Why then is it written that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did whatever they pleased to him, just as it is written about him. When they came to the disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the scribes disputing with them. When the whole crowd saw him, they were amazed and ran to greet him. He asked them, What are you arguing with them about? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you. He is a spirit that makes him unable to speak. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they couldn't. He replied to them, You unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So they brought the boy to him. When the spirit saw him, it immediately threw the boy into convulsions. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening to him? Jesus asked his father. From childhood, he said, and many times it has thrown him into a fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Then it came out, shrieking and throwing him into a terrible convulsion. The boy became like a corpse, so that many said, He's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. And after he had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? And he told them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer. 
Then they left that place and made their way through Galilee. But he did not want anyone to know it. For he was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and after he is killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum. When he was in the house, he asked them, Why, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent because on the way they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. He took a child, had him standing among them, and taking him in his arms. He said to them, Whoever welcomes one little child such as this in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me is not but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he wasn't following us. Don't stop him, said Jesus, because there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name, who can soon afterwards speak evil of me. Whoever is not against us is for us. And whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, truly I tell you, he will never lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to fall away, cut it off. You should enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to fall away, cut it off. You should enter life lame than to have two feet and be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to fall away, gouge it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. Where the worms don't does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt should lose its flavor, how can you season it? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with one another. Mark 9 begins carrying on what was left in the previous chapter. Then we have the story of Jesus' transfiguration. Moses and Elijah came to speak with Jesus. Who or what do you think Moses and Elijah represented? Who was Moses and who was Elijah? Listen to verse 6. Because he did not know what to say since they were terrified. You've got to love Peter. Rather than not speaking because of fear, he overspeaks. Notice their question and response to what just happened on the mountain. Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Once they return to the rest of the disciples, Jesus meets doubt and self-sufficiency. We read a prayer that we should all pray. Jesus said to him, If you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately, the father of the boy cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. If we are listening to anything, we must listen to what Jesus thinks about greatness. The disciples were silent because, on the way, they had been arguing with one another about who was the greatest. Sitting down, Jesus called the twelve and said to them, If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. What does, what does his service look like? Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to fall away, it would be better for him if a heavy millstone were hung around his neck and were thrown into the sea. 
Who is the greatest? There might be moments today where you ask that question. Listen to Jesus' answer. If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. It is similar to what Jesus said in the previous chapter. If anyone wants to follow after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I think Jesus is giving more examples of what this looks like in this chapter. And it also links to what he will say in Mark 10, that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. When you think of greatness or power, what do you think of? Do you think of someone who can do anything he or she wants because of all his money? Is money equal to power? Is greatness being known by many for a long time? What does greatness look like according to Jesus? A great person is a servant of all. A powerful person lays down their power to alleviate the suffering of others. There is the definition of greatness that the culture offers to us, or there is the definition that Jesus gives us. Which greatness will you choose? If anyone wants to be first, he must be last and servant of all. Welcome to the Upside Down Kingdom. Take up your cross and enter. Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. May you be famous in our lives today. May your greatness be known because we serve others. We stand in awe of your works. We praise you for your mercy in revealing yourself to us. Lord Jesus, we praise you for being more significant than Moses or Elijah. We praise you for letting us hear your voice, which is greater than the Pentateuch or the prophets of old. Holy Spirit, we praise you for making Christ present and close to us today. Lord, forgive us for our selfish definitions of greatness. Forgive us for thinking that we can do whatever we want with the resources we have earned. Lord, forgive us for fighting and quarreling to get our own way. Oh God, we ask that you would revive awe in us and the local churches here in Hamilton. Give us eyes to see your greatness and walk in the path you have set for us. Lord, we pray that many would come to believe in you during this time. May the service of your people point to your greatness. O Lord, we pause once again during this day to acknowledge you as our King and Savior. We yield to your will, way, plans, and kingdom. We praise you that we don't serve to get into your domain, but we serve because we have been brought into your kingdom. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.